Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar Schaller. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about Public Domania. Public Domania. I love it. What a clever name. I know. <laughs> um, but before we do, there was a big event that went down this past weekend in Huntington, West Virginia, a local event to us. Retro gaming events are few and far between in West Virginia, so we thought we'd tell you all about it. Aaron? Yes, I was in attendance Saturday. I drove down and went there with one of my good buddies, Chad, or Chudley as he's commonly known. And me and the Chud went and checked out, it was called Power Up. Uh, Expo, I believe is what it's called. Uh, it's the fourth or fifth one, I believe. Uh, we I've been to almost all of them. And uh, every year uh, when I go to this, I feel more and more outdated. This is truly a hobby that is passing me by, I'm afraid, because uh, uh, every year there's less and less stuff that interests me and more stuff that doesn't remotely consider... R- it doesn't feel retro to me. Although Power Up, to be fair, I don't know if it's fully built as just a retro. They've got, you know, they're pretty loose on the standards there. But we went down. I think they're 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 trying to fill the the the, the big Sandy Superstore arena that's, with vendors of all kinds. That's right. And yeah. Roy, it seemed to me, I heard this was the biggest one yet, and it maybe it didn't seem as large as last year. Maybe it's just me. We came at a later time, so it wasn't as crowded, which was good. Um. <clears throat> Once again, there was not one uh, one bit of any uh, Commodore-related stuff in the entire joint. Uh, there were no C64s. There were no Amigas. This year, I saw no Atari computer stuff, save for the same Atari cartridges I see everywhere I go. Atari Basic, Pac-Man, like Defender. I see those everywhere. Like oh, Donkey Kong. I see them every, everywhere I go. That's the only cartridge. They always have basic. Mm-hmm. Always. Now, how much were those going for? Uh, between five and eight bucks. Okay. I've got all those, so I, needless to I've say. I've never played the uh, the Atari 8-bit version of Defender. It's, I'd like to try that I've out. got it. I've got it. I'll let you borrow it. Yeah. Um, most of what was there was uh, uh, your Nintendo, Super Nintendo. There was a lot more I wondered a couple years ago if if CDs and DVDs would be uh, as popular to buy and sell for retro gamers as cartridges were, because cartridges are a lot sturdier. Mm-hmm. Let's be let's be honest. <clears throat> um, but there seem to be I, this year it's been proven they people are willing to pay for them. I saw tons and tons and tons of them, and they were going for just as much as the carts were. Uh, the N64 is officially the darling uh, console these days. Saw a lot of people, you know, that had a lot of that stuff. Of course, the NES, Super NES, those are the, the really the, the Nintendo stuff's always the biggest. Uh, <coughs> I did see some oddities. 
I can tell you the prices were, uh, they ranged from the, if they had a lot of old 2600 stuff, and it was almost always in little bins underneath the tables mm-hmm. where people were selling it for a buck or two. I saw no, I saw no uh, uh, old Atari carts selling uh, for any amount of money that would I would associate with being ridiculous. So it's a good time to buy if you are uh, aged because the systems that you grew up with are now getting cheaper as the people with the most disposable income at the top of that bell curve are you know into the n64 well the problem is i didn't i saw a couple 2600s there including a guy that had a heavy sixer i saw one there um but a lot of what's out there for the old atari is just common stuff Mm -hmm. like i did see some boxed atari games that i were like i saw a guy selling like commando and uh, a couple other ones for the old which is cool to have to see the box stuff uh, but again, this stuff was selling for peanuts, and I, I, I've got a pretty large collection of 2600 games. Plus, I've got a Harmony cart, which also play all the 2600 games anyway. So, mm. not in the market for 2600 games anymore. You know, it's funny. I I have a very narrow range of 2600 games that I collected. There are really two two main categories. The first are my collection of boxed Activision games. Yes. Which and is d- tremendous. My second are I really like the original run of 2600 games i think the font on the the outer label and and also on on the front label it's it's got kind of a i don't know kind of a 70s look to it yeah um i I like the the plainness of it um and i I just think that these these all look really neat i'll actually i like the boxes for those i thought they were they were really they had that kind of uh i don't know what would you just i want like a manual type like a uh Technical manual illustration front, mm-hmm. you know, real well done. Oh yeah, you know, like breakouts. Or, well, like for example of, of one that has that really awesome, like all look the, to all it. that art. Um, yeah, you know, that was of course original art. There were no screenshots on the front of boxes no, back then because they were screens were horrible. Yeah, and, and Atari actually just released a book. Well, I don't know if it was Atari, but it's a book called The Art of Atari that has really that. high res close up, you know. Uh, reproductions of that their art. art's beautiful and and the boxes are hard to find mm-hmm. like i never see boxes for that stuff i will say one thing i did see i, have, I haven't seen before was a uh they had a copy of uh, i believe it was arkanoid with a spinner you know uh i saw that i can't remember if that was for the atari or that the, was probably in, for the, for the NES. nes i think yeah. it was the nes but I, i'd heard about this spinner but i'd mm-hmm. never seen it plain as anything it's, the, it's uh, a little it's known metal as the thing Vals controller yeah but it, that was kind of neat uh, but to, uh, there, I did see some stuff that really interested me, um, that may be of interest to somebody. They had, they had a, uh, a poster, one fellow had a framed, uh, cinema-sized movie poster style poster of Dragon's Lair, signed by, uh, uh, Don Bluth. Oh, that's neat. And, uh, it was going for 250 uh, which I would consider a fair price given, I think Gary Goldwyn also signed it. I know it had two signatures. I didn't see what the other one was. I'm assuming it was him. Uh, but uh, um, it was nice. It looked real nice. And that's what I've seen him go for about that on, on, on the net. Um, so I, I thought that was fair. Mm-hmm. 250 too rich for me. I'd love to have it. Yeah. Um, the the uh, I saw uh, one uh, TurboGrafx-16 or PC Engine. Uh, you don't see those. This was boxed. Really? In the box. A TurboGrafx box. Um they were asking three, 300 bucks for that. 
Uh, I bought my unboxed PC engine or TurboGrow 16 uh, probably about seven years ago at a pawn shop for 75 bucks. So uh, in the box, it's not the worst deal. I don't know. I don't price that stuff, but that seems okay to me. Yeah, 300 I, bucks seems about right for that. I don't know. After seeing just, you know, mountains and mountains and mountains of uh, PC engines uh, in all conditions in Japan for dirt cheap, it's hard for me to put any sort of a value on that at all. Yeah, and I, I suppose you can import them. Yeah. Uh, but boxed, and this is, again, you got to think, this is a Turbo Gravis 16, not a PC Engine, mm -hmm. in terms of design. And, and so, you know, I don't know. There can't be as many of those as there are PC Engines. Oh, sure. So, definitely not. So definitely I thought that not. was a fair, I thought that was a pretty fair deal. Uh, a, a guy, I saw two Jags mm -hmm. uh, while I was there. Uh, uh, they were stupidly priced. <laughs> One is that same sucker I've been trying to buy theme park off of for the past six months. Who won't sell it? With, he wants a package deal with the with the thing, but he's selling it for like a, I think he wants 160 or 170 bucks for the for the Jag and the uh, cartridge. I bought my Jag with Kasumi Ninja and two joysticks, and I believe I paid 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that was about seven or eight years I ago. I think as well. 50 bucks for a you know. U.S. released system, classic system, is about as high as I will go for anything. Well, you're not buying nothing. <laughs> what do you think? I bought, bought everything I mean, in my collection for less no, than 50 not, bucks. But not in the past year you haven't. Stuff can't have gone I mean, up that high. You don't look at eBay hard enough. That's your problem. You like to keep everything local. Dude, I, Hose told me, he's like, listen, I can't get a ColecoVision anywhere for under 100 bucks. I just got one for free. I know. Last and week. I laughed at Hose. I was like, Hose, you, you idiot <laughs> fool. I'll go out and get you a ColecoVision... He was right. You can't get them. Maybe not. Maybe it's not. crazy. But so here's here's the kicker. Uh, and there were no Famicoms or Super Famicoms for sale, which was disheartening. I was actually sort of looking for one of those. You know, I'm, I don't want to interrupt your story, but one yeah. of the biggest regrets that I have um, from all the things that I've sold over the years is I had a, um, a Hyundai Famicom and a Hyundai Super Famicom. They, they weren't called that. They were called the Comboy and the Super Comboy. Mm -hmm. uh, Korean versions of these machines because Japan was not technically allowed to import oh, them yeah, into Korea. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that, yeah. And, uh, you know, I had... I. It's very hard to find retro stuff in South Korea, even harder than it is to find in West Virginia. But I managed to uh, dig through enough stuff and find these things. But a guy offered me a really, really great price. But, man, they were super cool looking, you know. Well, I, I, I had a chance to get a... Um uh, a, fam a Super Famicom a couple years ago in um, Columbus, mm -hmm. and I was like, man, what would I do with it? And I and I was right, by the way, because I've got a Super Nintendo. But you know, it's I like the color scheme. You know, I think it's cool. Yeah, it, I was the color controllers look better too. Yeah, the the multicolors. Uh, but I didn't see I didn't see any of those. I did see some Master System stuff, which was that was a pleasant surprise. And uh, but the big thing I saw, so I'm scouting around, right? And and uh, I walk up to this table and there's a uh, there's a, uh, a a tote under a a, 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 a a table and I'm like what's going on here and it's got a Vectrix in it the only Vectrix I saw the whole day <clears throat> and it had a, it was a Vectrix and it had six or seven games in it and I've got a Vectrix and with a couple controllers. 
and, I, and I've got a multi-card that's got all the games, so mm -hmm. I'm covered. But I don't have any overlays for it. And I always wanted to get at least one because mm -hmm. they're cool looking. You yeah. know, you put them on there. I like to have the whole slate, but mm -hmm. they're expensive. So I pulled up one of the uh, Berserk, I think it was, out of the box. I'm like, hey, man, what's the scoop on this? How much you want for Berserk? I thought I could get one, get the overlay. Pretty good deal. I didn't have Berserk. He's like, oh, man, this guy was going to surf with it. He goes, oh, man. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, that's... He goes, he's selling that as a set. I was like, oh, the Vectrix and all the games? He's like, yeah. So I knew this was a stupid question, but I was like, what's he asking for it? You know? He goes, oh, let me think here. He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, he's wanting $1,000. $1,000. And I looked at him, and I, I was, I, he was serious. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I, and he could tell by the look of my face. He goes, what? That's a great deal. You can't get those anymore. He goes, he goes don't you think that's a good deal? I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't think that's a good deal. A thousand dollars? He goes, man, you got to look around. There are. So I hope to God that Vectrixes are going for a thousand dollars. Maybe so. Because Maybe of, so. Because it could be that ColecoVision thing with hose all over again. I'm on a Vectrix uh, Facebook group, and I've not seen them go that high. What's I, a Vectrix going for these days? Just bare uh, Vectrix with one controller. They're up there. You're probably looking right now. You're probably looking at. Four hundred bucks minimum. They went up. Substantial people. You, where else you, you can't play them anywhere else? Plus, they're awesome. You know. Plus, there's been a lot of. Uh, if you watch a lot of the online communities, retro. You know the your uh, uh, old your people that review the old games or have the big collections. They all the Vectrix is always one that gets spotlighted because mm -hmm. it's so unusual and it's kind of rare. Mm -hmm. uh, so. But $1,000 is uh, ridiculous. Ridiculous. And the games, it's not like the games were like any great shakes. It was like a football game. Right. Clean and sweep. It wasn't other. like a full boxed collection no, of the library. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. So that was the one that really threw me off. So overall... Um, <laughs> Newsflash. At video game conventions, vendors overcharge. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was only 5 bucks to get in. It's a good deal. Oh, they did have a nice arcade in the back uh, where they had no arcade games, but they had <laughs> consoles set up uh, to play all these different games. We, me and Chad had never seen Rocket League, mm -hmm. and I'd heard about it, so we watched some guys play that. It was, eh. uh, you know, it reminded me of Ball Blazer. Remember that game? Mm -hmm. I think it was, yeah, you it's, know. Yeah, it's kind of Ball Blazer. Uh, um, but, I mean, obviously, it looked great. Yeah. Uh, we saw a guy play virtual reality. Uh, they had uh, tons of people playing Mario Kart. Mm -hmm. and the stuff you would expect to see. Right. A couple Japanese things. But it was still nice. It was Anybody free. playing Smash? Oh, tons. Yeah, That's what I Smash, figured. Super Smash. Yeah. Oh, you got that right, buddy. Some Pokemon. Mm -hmm. So, and my Chad was appalled at all the Pokemon <laughs> stuff. He's like, "What is? What is? What are these? A grown man?" He could not get over the fact that these people were playing Pokemon. Uh, but uh, I, I bought one thing at the show. A speaking of the devil, I bought a, a um, someone knitted a Pikachu doll mm -hmm. and i got that for luke 10 bucks so that was my one purchase at the show that's a good purchase yeah um it just didn't it was just um i'll pay more if i see something i really want and i just didn't see anything i needed mm -hmm. you know and, and when you're not collecting cartridges one thing about multi carts and yes it is what it is right but i mean uh um uh, uh, i'm not looking for a target because there are carts anymore and i've got you know i've got a huge stack mm -hmm. of them and I'm not looking for, like, Mega Drive stuff or Master System. I've got that covered, you know. And uh, uh, every, the Nintendo and Super Nintendo stuff was just too expensive. Mm -hmm. even, I can't even dip my foot in the pool right. in, of that anymore. So, you know, but overall, I still enjoyed myself. Mm -hmm. 
for the hour or so that I trounced around, and we had a good time. So cool. Maybe next year, one of these days, I'm going to go there and just sell some stuff and just see if anyone cares about the old stuff. Just see if anybody want to buy it. Try it out. Bring your Vectrix and sell it for a thousand bucks. Two thousand next yeah, year. It's yeah. going to double up. Um, so, uh, speaking of retro gaming finds, uh, you've got a pretty big pickup happening tomorrow, don't you? I do. Um, this was quite a wacky occurrence. So, after the show yesterday, uh, I went to hang out with my buddy Chad and my buddy Matt. They took me out for my birthday. And so Chad is incredibly slow. Everything he does, it takes him forever. So he was feeding his dog or something. I was sitting there playing with my phone. And if you're on Facebook, I don't know if it's like this everywhere, but in, in, in this area, I don't know if it's the United States, or there's a thing on there called Facebook Marketplace. And I, it's always crap. And I, I was getting on there, and I was looking at the pinball prices, which I, if you watch the pre-show, I've already gotten that off my chest. And... I'll type in different things to search for, and I'll type in Atari or Coleco, and I, I'll usually type in Amiga. I've done it, pro, I bet I've done that a hundred times, and nothing has ever come up in this area. And, I, and my area is like 200 miles. I mean, nothing <laughs> comes up. So I'm sitting there last night, and I type in Amiga, and bam, a thing pops up. And it's, a, it's an ad. Someone's clearing out uh, her son's old closet. You know, she her son has been out of the house for 20 years. He's 41. He lives in Florida. And he, she told him, he told her she could sell all this stuff. And so uh, the stuff included was a, uh, <clears throat> a uh, an old Macintosh Power PC. I can't remember the number. It was a Performa 63, Perform- uh, 630. Or Six, 6230. 6230 and a printer and some software uh, and a 1084S monitor. And an Amiga 1200, right? Uh, and she just listed it as Amiga keyboard, but in the picture, it's clearly it's a 1200. And uh, a XIDE uh, data flyer thing. Adding another data flyer to the. To I, the I looked collection. up what this is. Now this is strange to me, but and, uh, maybe someone out there has used one of these things. An XIDE. Apparently, they're not real rare, and they're not super expensive. But it's an external enclosure for a hard drive that runs into the onboard IDE. Okay. Okay, fair enough. The, which, so what, I guess what that means is it's got a long IDE cable that stretches out the side of your case into an external case. Mm-hmm. No big shakes. The thing that got me, though, is that it said it would uh, work, uh, it would work uh, in conjunction with your existing um, drive. So... I don't know if that if it's a, a, a it lets you have two drives hooked up at once to the IDE. I don't know if that's the gimmick. I don't know what it is. I'm looking forward to finding out. Of course, there's no way to know if the um, if the Amiga is uh, um, accelerated in any way or how much RAM it's got. It comes, there's a mouse involved. Uh, there's also some software, a bunch of software and some steering wheels and a joystick. I looked at the software as best I could. It looked like it was some like. Um, um, there were some Sega Saturn uh, boxes. Again, who knows what's in it? Maybe nothing, you know. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> I, I immediately messaged the lady, and uh, this is a two-hour drive, two and about two hours and twenty-minute drive down that shaky turnpike road, and I ended up negotiating with her. And at first, I was going to try to get her to ship me the stuff, but with the monitor, it was oh, just going to be a pain, to, you know, pain in the butt. So I'm going down to pick it up tomorrow with the family. And I 
she wanted three hundred for it. I, I talked her into two fifty, which I think is a pretty sterling price for a for a, 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 a hopefully working Amiga twelve hundred. Mm-hmm. And uh, but hey, I had to go for it, especially with my twelve hundred on the sh- on the on the floor with that mouse issue, and I'm not been able to remedy it. So fingers crossed. Uh, but uh, I'll be down going down to fetch the stuff tomorrow. And once I fetch it, me and Boat are going to do a little video, and uh, we'll probably test it out and stuff and see how it goes. I'm ho- hey, here's hope, but it's got the best accelerator, crap with a memory, and you know whatever else you can sh- shove in there. Yeah. Who knows? It may not come on either. It'll be. Oh, a it had real, a power supply too. Hey. It'll be a real interesting thing, and uh, you know I'm I'm really looking forward to you uh, you know showing this stuff off. This is truly one of those things where you literally have no idea. Mm-hmm. I mean. It could be a hollow shell, for all I know. You never know. Although, still, there's value in it. Yep. You know, I paid forty dollars for the hollow shell that's on the Amiga Five Hundred, <laughs> the yeah. House Amiga. So. I told I told Brent today when we were discussing. I was like, "Listen, I don't see how this deal could go bad, because I could part the Mac and the Amiga. I'd surely get my money back, mm-hmm. you know, if I had to. But I'm hoping, man, I'm hoping that this is a working twelve hundred, which would let me put this one into play." take the old 1200 out of play that's got a problem mm-hmm. and then sell it or or whatever yeah uh, you know uh, it would be great worst case scenario we could use it here because it works fine except for the mouse button you don't really need it mm-hmm. we could when we and we could get rid of the that the monstrosity that is the house 500 True. if we wanted to True. so yeah stay tuned it should be pretty interesting <laughs> um all right well I think it's time to uh, jump right into the world of Amiga news. There's not a ton of Amiga news this week. There's one thing I wanted to mention, and this is something wacky. I guess I could talk to you about this off air, but I might as well talk to you about it now. I was on YouTube uh, searching for some. Uh, actually, I was doing a search on that XIDE, mm-hmm. ironically. And of course, I knew when I typed in Data Flyer, the first, like, four of the first five videos were, were me. <laughs> <laughs> it's always bizarre to see me mm-hmm. come up in a search. But I looked, and the, the person that was posting these these things were all less than a week old someone's reposting our content what do you mean i mean some other guy must have downloaded the videos and is now reposting really yeah it's very strange it's well we got to put a stop to that yes we probably should but it was odd and i looked i was like what is this and i I don't i don't have an answer for Mm -hmm. why you would do that i've seen other people do that yeah but i don't know why you would do that the answer uh, yeah the (laughs) the answer for normal people is that they would find a video that's very popular (laughs) that's the part i couldn't figure out it seems like an awful lot of work to get not very many views to it's very it's very strange so i'll i'll clue you in on that later but if you only settle for the genuine, authentic Amigos. Make sure you look for the uh, Amigos <laughs> Retro Gaming Seal of Quality on do we, all of your... Do we have one of those? <laughs> it's our uh, it's our channel. Name. Well, I knew something weird was going on when it said that my... Um, gosh, what was it? It was one of my real old uh, videos had been up for a week. I was like, hmm? Yeah, weird. <laughs> I was like, that's strange. Um, so, news Well, we, the, the biggest news of all is that your birthday was a couple days ago. Oh, That's God. the biggest Amiga news of the week. No, it's not. I, I, I tried my best to forget about it, but it just keeps saying, here you come, doing it. So, uh, I did not ready your present because I was out of town all day, but I have it here, and I will probably give it to you next week on live don't on worry, the air. Don't worry, you don't have to do nothing. But, um, but Thank you anyway. That's not every, news. Everybody make sure and reach out to Aaron, Aaron at AmigosPodcast.com. And wish him a happy 57th birthday. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. No. Your age is not 57. I will no. be your age in 2027. Oh, 
<laughs> and Luke will be just starting college when I am your age. Hard to believe. It's fun. It's fun. I used to make these jokes to people. Man, it was so funny. You're so old. Zaha now. You wait. It's, I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting. It's far less a amusing. Like my buddy at work says, people can make fun of you for your birthday, but at least you're still having them. That's true. So, you're on the right side of the ground. So I will I will go with that. Yeah. Did so, you have a good birthday dinner with Chad and Matt? I had two night I had three birthday dinners this weekend, two different cakes. Ooh. So it worked out great. Um uh, uh Teresa's mom took me out to Pizza Hut. I, I requested she was like, Where do you want to go? Anywhere you want. I was like, Pizza Hut, and they were appalled. <laughs> so we went to Pizza Hut and had a, a, a real nice dinner and they bought me donuts as an added nice. So it was the least healthy dinner of all time. <laughs> and then uh my buddies Chad and Matt took me to uh the tortilla factory mm -hmm. last night and uh, that was nice. They had the guys at the luchadors came out and sing oh, to yeah. me, put the oh, hat yeah. on me, I like crap. And then uh, uh my mom cooked me a lovely uh, like a mid-afternoon dinner today, and had me a cake, and everybody came. It was real nice. So it was, it was, it was very nice. Again, I, it's funny. The whole week went by, and until Wednesday, I totally forgot about it. And I, I've been trying to forget ever since. But <laughs> you know, and and I did not continue the usual yearly tradition of getting schlagered uh, on the on the birthday. She just couldn't fit it in, yeah. sadly. But I'll get around to it. We'll get around to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so right. <clears throat> legitimate news. I got I got really one thing here. If, uh, and this is uh, this is an article from uh, Amiga Love. This is the second time I've, I've hit up AmigaLove.com. I like it. It's a little kind of a forumy thing where mm -hmm. people do little articles. Uh, this guy uh, gets called uh, Ultimate Nerdgasm, getting my Amiga 1000 online, which I was I was I was amused by. Uh, I, I miss my 1000. I think it's the Amiga that's got the most personality. Absolutely. I know, I, know, I know the 500 and the 1200 are kind of the iconic shape that most people are familiar with, but boy, that 1000, if I had an Amiga, I'd want it to be that one. The 1000 has a lot going for it. It's got a detachable keyboard. Mm -hmm. It's got innards. You can actually, I mean, you could have, if they made it that way, you could have done stuff. Mm -hmm. You could set your monitor up on top of it without mm -hmm. fear of, uh, you know, anything. And, it, and it, it's got those, mine had the cool signatures in there with the paw print and all yeah. that jive. I just loved it. Uh, I loved that Amiga. Also, you could hook it had a uh, it had video out without a weird, crazy thing stuck out the butt. Which mm -hmm. again, the five hundred that's a, I, that's one omission that I'll, I'll never understand. No, no. Um, but uh, it was a great it was a great Amiga. Just a beautiful. I mean, I like I like the twelve hundred. Or I like the six hundred too. But I, and a I mean, the six hundred is not as good a computer. But I like the look of it. Chopping off the the uh, the numpad. Uh, numpad. It's real tiny. Mm -hmm. uh, so I could go for one of those. But hey, you can't go wrong with the twelve, and of course uh, the uh, the big monsters. You know, it's funny the two thousand and the four thousand, three thousand, the big huge ones. Um, they were so big, mm -hmm. like the two thousand is so heavy. It's a boat anchor, you know. It and is. The, and the, we had that four thousand. We briefly had the four thousand T. I mean, this thing you can, it's like a boulder. Yeah. I mean, have you ever you? It's just you're like oh. It's it's the size of a full-size tower now but it's got older parts that are heavier and and the one mm -hmm. thing about the the, the thousand is you could just pick it right up mm -hmm. it was not heavy because there wasn't much in there right you know uh it had the power supply internal it was that was nice mm -hmm. uh so i think it had yeah did it have the power supply internal i think it did i think Gosh, it did. Now, i had yeah. one i can't remember i think it did uh but uh anyway this guy got his 1000 online i just i was pleased 
was full of joy because I wish I could do that. Yeah. I watched a bunch of stuff this week on BBSs after playing Neur- Neuromancer last week. <laughs> and, uh, 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 I'm about, which, by the way, I should be having part one. I've started my recordings of that. So, I've, <laughs> I, I wonder, here's what I'm worried about with my recordings of Neuromancer because we talked about doing Amiga, me doing Amiga's plays on the, like the whole run. It's been so long since I beat it. I'm afraid that if I do one wrong thing, it will negate the entire series. <laughs> so I'm scared to Just death. Just save often. Save oh, often. yeah, no kidding. Yeah, but what am I going to do if someone sees me do something stupid in issue wow. episode six? So I'm trying, folks, but it's a hard game. Uh, you, you can screw up quite easily. Uh, but uh, um, anyway, that's cool. I'd like to, I'd like to get back on BBS. I I'm, I'm, talked to Chad about it last night, the... Uh, uh, the BBS thing—it's never coming back. But if and if you weren't there, you can't understand what it was like. I know I've went on about a BBSs before, but it's—it was a fun time uh, in computers where you where you had to be a, a fairly intelligent person to use a computer. You had to be more intelligent to figure out how to get them online, and then you could hook up locally with your buddies. You could go beat up your buddies if they pissed you off. You could, it, it was it was a, it was a, a cowboy like world where you could just do whatever the heck you wanted. So that was kind of fun. Pretty much, I, uh, we got one more small piece of news that Seb oh, yeah. put up on the uh, on the site. This is just a video. Aaron, you said you were aware of this already, but I was not. You can actually do cross-platform play on Lotus. Uh, this is Lotus Two, right? That uh, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Um, the uh, I think all the Lotuses actually can okay. do it. The uh, uh, oh no, it might be just two and three. But the, the uh, I saw uh, I saw some guys over in I think Poland. Uh, hooked it up. I saw something on on YouTube a couple years ago where some guys had done it. Uh, it's it doesn't take. I mean, it's built to do it. Mm-hmm. It'd be awesome. You know, it'd be neat to have an ST. And we've talked about this before. One of these days, we're gonna have to try to track one down. It looks eerily similar too. Watched it boot up like this. I've never seen them side by side. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested to see how it looks when it runs. Yeah, that's Lotus too. Yeah, um, and so this is uh, Modern Retro Gamer. I think is the name of the channel. Uh, let's see. We don't, I, don't, I didn't pop that up correctly. Um, just to give credit where credit is due. Uh, yeah, Modern, modern Vintage Gamer. Uh, and he's done this a real, real good job. The, the, the photography, I'm a sucker for good photography. And he's, he's done a great job. Everything looks real sharp and clear. And huh. he explains it. Plus, there's uh, throwback uh, you know, interviews with uh, Sean Southern, who programmed one of my games that we're going to be talking about in public domain. Really? Yeah. No so, uh, Let me ask you a question. I, you may not know this, but if I'm not mistaken, wasn't the guy, if this is a West Virginia thing, a couple of years ago we had a pipeline bust and it contaminated all the water in our capital city. Wasn't the wasn't the guy that ran that name? Wasn't his name Sean Southern? I know it was you mean, something you Southern. Mean the British CEO that that's everyone right. vilified. That's right. That's him. It, it couldn't have been Sean. It was Southern. something Southern. I, can't, I think it was Sean. I have to look that up. I don't know. I remember thinking, what a weird name for a British guy. Something Southern, but it was. It was. Okay. I swear to God. Okay. I swear to God, but I'll kill you. <laughs> what do you got? So side updates this week. The first thing I want to do is apologize because I mischaracterized Dreamcatch's uh, database, <laughs> yes, and I I was perpetually confused as you went into that report. I knew last it week. as I was saying it. I was I was flustered last week because we were having some problems with the stream, and I just wasn't I wasn't thinking clearly. And so uh, I want to apologize to Dreamcatcher and to you, lovely audience. Um, Dreamcatcher has created a database of. Um, of Amiga chart placements, not 
uh, scores. If I think you, he if, is creating it, right? It's not well, created it's, yet. I, th- I think that he's done a lot of work so far. Um, and there is uh, some, uh, there is, let's see, let me just pop this up here real quick. Um, if you look the post here on the site, this is uh, Living by Numbers, the Amiga Games Chart Database. And if you scroll down to the bottom of the uh, thing here, he uses Zoho, which is a sort of online database. Well, it's not sort of, it's exactly what it is. Oh, I haven't even seen this um, stuff. And uh, you can search for games. So for example, if you want to search for cannon fodder, um, you can see that uh, in 1995, it was number 11 on the charts. And there's ways that you can uh, break this down so you can see all of its chart placements from all the months he's gone through and done all that. And it's just a, just a one more dimension, you know, when you're researching about a game that you're interested in that you can you can see where it was on the charts, not just the review scores. Of course, if you want review scores, Hall of Light already has all that covered. You know, it's just a t- sidebar on this. and it, it just uh, It's funny how things work. You typed in cannon fodder there. I accidentally bought Cannon Fodder 2 this week, a boxed copy. Really? <laughs> I was, I was, you know, I've, I had this notion to decorate the arcade with some, some game boxes. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so I, and I'm so stupid sometimes, but I, I got online. I was looking at, I was like, man, these game boxes are expensive. I'm going to get list the cheapest ones that are not crap. Mm-hmm. And Cannon Fodder 2 came up. I'm like, man, Cannon Fodder was good. I never played the second one. Of course, I don't need any of the discs. But right, just the boxes. I thought it'd be kind of fun to have it. So I thought I'll put in a I'll put a starting bid in on it. And it, I think the shipping was like seven bucks. And so, but anyway, I ended up getting it for 99 cents. Wow. Plus shipping, so it's like eight bucks. But okay. I do. I've got it coming. I just, it's ironic that you would now, type the thing into how, Cannon Fodder. You know, I wanted to ask you about this. How are you going to put these things on your wall? Are you going to flatten the boxes out and oh, then God, just no. nail them no, to the wall? No, no, no. I don't know yet. What I want to do is get one of those ledges, mm-hmm. and, and uh, like actually more than one, but um, I haven't found it. I, I'm very cheap, and so I'm going to do it myself, and yeah. that's something I'll do later. This is, this is something that I've done, you know, with my my collections, and the cheapest way that I can that I was able to do it is what you see before you. But unfortunately, the you know you just it's hard to find ledges that are wide enough that they can accommodate the game without it falling over but well what i'm going to do is get boards about oh a third or less the size of those Mm -hmm. and then put a little uh thing of molding across the front like a little lip Mm -hmm. and so the boxes won't can't come off Mm -hmm. and just lean them up against the wall and and then put and put them up there can't wait it's going to be great i mean it'll it'll get around to it yeah and i don't know where i'm going to put it in there yet (laughs) either We've got yeah. one more site update uh, from Dreamcatcher. He has reviewed both the game and the film Masters of the Universe. Man, did you read this? Yes. This is a this is a this is classic Dreamcatcher here. It is. Um, you know, he did a great job of you know combining both the movie and the game in, in the way that only he can. Um, I have a special place in my heart for this film because this was one of the very first movies I ever saw in the theater. You saw this. In the, I've saw never this, seen it. Yeah, I saw this in the theater. This came out, I believe, in 1987. I was six years old, and it terrified me. Really? Yeah, because, you know, I was a little bit terrified. I was scared of many things as a child. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was a little bit scared of the cartoon, but I enjoyed it. I watched it. I went. They actually had a Masters of the Universe live show that came to the Charleston Civic Center. Yeah. And uh, I went to that. It was kind of like a Sesame Street Live type thing. And so my dad took me to this movie. 
and I still remember going there and seeing, um, you know, they, they come back. It's it's like Star Trek Four where they there's like an interdimensional thing, and they come back to present day. Um, but the uh, Skeletor just looks weird. You know, he, he looks it, like he's melting. Yeah, yeah, just constantly melting throughout. Uh, a little bit of a Star Wars influence <laughs> on no that particular shot. Um, it's but, just standing in front of a, of a metal with a red background shooting lasers out of his yeah. cloaked hand. So this might be a good movie to um, there's, mock. Yeah, to, to <laughs> mock. Uh, there's, I, I wanted to ask you about this, and I'll go ahead and throw it out here now. Uh, for, game, for movies like this, uh, one of the podcasts that I listen to, Giant Bomb, they actually do kind of what Rift Tracks does, is they record themselves giving commentary on a movie while the movie is playing, but they don't include the movie itself. They just say, you started at this time. Rift Tracks used to do that. Yeah, so yeah. They used to be distributed. And so, you know, maybe for these Dreamcatcher games that, that strike our fancy, especially a movie like this that you've never seen, it might be kind of fun to watch it and kind of talk over it. And if we ever do that, that the first one we should do is that one... That uh, that movie we got from like Denmark, remember that? that oh we yeah, got the from one that O'Brien sent us. We've never watched that. Yeah, I, but I never forgot about it. I was like, man, this looks like it might be good. Yeah, I've still got it right there. We should in the maybe box. even watch it without it being translated in any way. I think that that would be the best way. And to then watch we could, it. and then we could just. But I mean, of course, it could be it could be like their Yentl or something, <laughs> and we could be in there, or like their or like their Schindler's List, yeah. And we're sitting there like mocking it, and it's a real serious movie, and we could get arrested. It could be true, but coming from O'Brien's, I think he probably sent us something. Where did mocking. I get Yentl? Where did that come from? You just have Streisand, you just have Streisand on the brain. I've never even seen Yentl. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> That is bizarre, man. You were thinking Schindler's List, and that was no, the first. The first thing that popped in my mind, first. Yentl. Okay, I mean, it was clear as a bell. <laughs> that is bizarre, dude. That is weird. So anyway, that'll do it for the side updates this week. By the way, speaking of Masters of the Universe, I was, do you ever watch, you know, everyone's probably seen the Angry Video Game Nerd. Uh, I'm sure you've at least I've seen, seen some him, of them. Yes. I've watched almost all of his stuff. Yeah. And I, I like his older stuff better, but it doesn't matter. I like some of his stuff. Some of his mockery pisses me off. But his channel... Oh, Cinemassacre. Cinemassacre. Mm-hmm. They do game reviews yeah. and stuff, right? Well, this He's week... He's got an empire. Yeah. This week, his lackey or his buddy or whoever this guy is... Punk? No. No, no, no. This is another guy. But anyway, he played this game, and it was a Masters of the Universe game. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this game? It's a... I think it's made on the Beats of Rage engine, but this thing's off the charts. It's the most awesome... So this is like a new game? Well, I guess that. Well, again, if it's made on the Beats of Rage right. engine, but you, but it, it's if you see this, I watched him play it, and I was I couldn't freaking believe what I was seeing. I was like, "What is this?" He played, and it went on for like an hour and a half. I mean, it's it's huge. Now it's it's in the same vein as the Beats of Rage. You're gonna see a lot of the same guys mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like a teach, but I mean, they do a good job varying the uh, the levels. And at one, there was this one you could pick which level you went to. And there was like I mean a zillion levels to go to, and he, there was this one dot that kept appearing and disappearing and he managed to get to it in time and clicked it and all of a sudden he-man shows up in his weird void and who shows up but lion and you've got to fight him <laughs> wow it's like a crossover yeah this thing looked awesome okay so if i can find out what the hell this was i'll put a link up yeah i mean it's amiga related well i mean i guess you can play beats of rage on some of the, on the amigas we've covered you sure that a couple, can. A we couple. talked about that on the news but uh i mean not on a really you have to have a real jacked up vampire yeah. laid mm-hmm. in amiga but uh, this looked awesome. I couldn't believe how good it looked. I mean, it looked it, it was cartoon level graphics, 
Plus, you can play as He-Man. Uh, you can play as that Panther. Remember the Panther? Oh, yeah, Panthera. And you could also play as, like, Evil Lynn. You could play as Skeletor. Like, there were, like, six or seven guys you could choose you from. Orko? Yes. Yes, you could awesome. play as Orko, awesome. the worst character of all time. <laughs> you could be him, too. So, I mean, I was pretty impressed. So, And it just happened to be that I saw this article, and I, like, literally, it was, like, the same day. I'm like, what's happening? It's, like, mm. a universal thing that just would show Weird. up. Weird. But, uh, yeah, Dreamcatcher uses his usual uh, insane level of investigation on this. And, by the way, uh, Dolph Lundgren, who, play, I guess, played He-Man. I don't know how what... <laughs> is this come, is it, I'm guessing this was after he'd played uh, Ivan Drago in the uh, Rocky movie. Yeah, I think that this is... Well, it would have been pretty close. Pretty close. I think Rocky Four and Master of the Universe, both late 80s. This was a bad career move. <laughs> <laughs> and his girlfriend, uh, who was his girlfriend in the movie, uh, what was her name? Uh, 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 Bridget Nielsen, all right? She went on to do Red Sonja, if you ever saw that, which is a hack and slash Conan movie that Conan's in but unnamed because they get mm. the license to mm. use him. And also not good. Mm. So they didn't do well. They didn't bounce off those movies very well. And poor Lundgren, kind of, he was the Punisher. He was a bunch of crap, but... I hear he's going to be in the new Apollo, in the in the new Creed movie, so that might be good. Yeah. So I like Dolph. He's not a bad guy. I just he's just he's got a great name, Dolph. Dolph. Yeah. yeah. He, you know, he's like a rocket scientist or something. He's, really? Yeah. He's got a ridiculous degree, and he's like a doctorate in something awesome. That's I, crazy. I, yeah, I couldn't believe like it. Like Brian May. And his or name's something. Dolph. Here yeah. comes Dolph, the big muscle head. Oh, he's a genius. Right. He's a he's a you know smart guy. Cool. Maybe we can get him on the show. I. You think he's, Maybe 10 years ago, I think we might have a shot at it. You think he's... Uh, now he's going to be a big star again. Mm, that's true. That's he true. was in The Expendables, one of The Expendables movies as well. Oh. So, I mean, it's not like he's a... We, we just can't randomly get stars to come on and talk about nothing. <laughs> What's your experience with the Amiga, Dolph? Like, <laughs> you never know. You might be a big fan. Dreamcatcher, maybe you could reach Dream out catcher. to him. We need Dolph Lundgren <laughs> on the show for no reason. <laughs> God. <laughs> you, are, you are full of it tonight, Boat. It's time, Aaron. It's time to talk about our... Is it time for public domainia? Public domination. No. The real name of the We're show. not calling it that. <laughs> That's the worst. Where did you... It's the best. No, it's not. You know who... It was so, before we dive in... Wade uh, in, I think. I, uh, yeah. It's a shallow pool. <laughs> Wade into this tepid <laughs> pool. Um, there is something... Let's talk about public domain games in general on the Amiga. Because I looked at quite a few... Okay, um, did you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I went through, thanks to, you know, for, uh, threads on, like, Lemon Amiga and EAB and things. I just looked at some people's top ten lists. And the, most PD games are arcade conversions that, I, like that I can cl- see. Clones. clones yeah. yeah. And since we've already we done... we covered a couple yeah, of the better ones. Yeah. yeah. So we've really already had, like, several <laughs> public domain episodes. Well, they already. were mixed in with other games that weren't public domain. Like our clones episode, I guess. Well, like every single one of those clones. Were was they all public domain? Public domain? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, okay, there you go. So that was public domaination. Yeah, that's true. And so, but I just thought it was interesting. And I, in your experience on other systems, did you find that to be the case too? Because I didn't come from a PC background, so I don't know much about the. You whole mean PDC. when you say other assistants, you mean like on the Coco? Yeah, or on the Coco or well, PC. No, because public there, the public domain scene. I mean, there were tons and tons of arcade clones. That's why I asked if you were sure those were public domain because on the Amiga there were there were public domain. You had to pay for them. The Sailor Man, you're paying. Donkey King, you're paying. 
like uh, the the uh, Cash Man, which is a Bagman clone. You're paying. Mm-hmm. There were they weren't there were no now what made. what for you? Because also you know some of those games I saw on these lists of public domain titles. So I think maybe people have different definitions of what public domain is. It is hard. To, it's hard to narrow it down. I picked out a couple games uh, that I couldn't use because they were they were like they weren't a, a free. I, my, I tried to stick to the rule of it had to be public domain. Or freeware. So what? Like what is the difference? What? Is, how would you define public domain? Well, in the, in back in the day, if I may go there, you had your public domain games. That was a free ride. You play it, have a good time. Then you got some that would ask you to pay. As if you enjoyed this game, send us some dough. All right, that would be like uh, uh, I don't know what you would call it, freeware. Let's say. Then you'd have. Um, Games that say like you can play for so long, and then you've got to pay. You know, like 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 a licensed wear or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and then you'd have some that would give you like a demo or the first five levels. I mean, Doom's a perfect example. Yeah, shareware, right? Shareware where you could play for the, the first scenario, but the other two you had to pay. Mm-hmm. I tried to limit myself to things that either were labeled public domain or were. Some sort of shareware, freeware, but it's it was tough. I had I found a couple games I liked, but it appeared to me that they were for sale, mm-hmm. and so I was like, "Well, I'm going to nix it." I didn't. I also re- I reached out to my many uh, Twitter followers to aid me in my quest, and no one said anything. <laughs> so the Twitter, <laughs> my Twitter failed me big time. They didn't have and no advice. So they don't. They don't care. They don't know I have a Twitter, or yeah, they don't ca- know that. Uh, you know, yeah. because I don't think you advertise that enough. Um, we have a lot of followers on our show's Twitter uh, account, but you are at the Devil. Yeah, Bunny, I'm, right? I'm, I'm out of that yeah. one because you can only have one guy on the Twitter, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think I am at the Devil Bunny. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you could post. I don't care if you you post on our site. I do I, post on the. I actually post stuff on the uh, Amiga Twitter occasionally. So. Okay, so there you go. I've had people. I've got some followers. Like I don't know how many, but. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, I don't. If someone said Aaron before this week, they said Aaron, old buddy, what's the best Amiga game you ever saw that's public domain? My first thing I would the only I only had one answer, which would be Deluxe Galaga, right? That'd be the one that, I would have came up with. I'm not sure that even counts because he, you know, you're, you're supposed to pay for it, you know. Yeah. Public domain to me means like you can play it for nothing and no one cares. That's that's sort of what that means, right? So. I guess what we're saying is the lines are a little blurry. Mm-hmm. We tried to follow the rules. You know, neither one of us picked like speedball or right. something. Yeah. You know? to, to me, public domain encompasses shareware, freeware, all those. To me, public domain is like you're, you get this thing and you have not paid anything for this thing in advance. Right. Um, but, you know, you can, you can write your own definition. Now, I will say this before we delve into the games. When I was um, living in Lexington in the or in the in the nineties, uh, uh, the mid to late nineties, there were shops that would sell public domain games on disc, and they were making money. Mm-hmm. Public domain was a big deal. Oh yeah, uh, I remember in Antic Magazine you could buy discs full of public like twenty public domain games for ten bucks or something like that. And then the uh, the Amiga had. T- I was a member of a thing called the Software of the Month Club for the Amiga. Man, I sold the entire... I had the whole collection. I sold them. Wow. I made good money, too, mm-hmm. at the time. But, I mean, I kind of wish I'd kept them. But, I mean, uh, then, and then there was a Fred Fish. I think the discs, was a, that was a big thing on the Amiga. Uh, uh, so, there was a lot of public domain software out there. And so, 
as we were as I mocked public domain games a minute ago, there were probably a ton of awesome ones that I don't know about. But I did have a lot more trouble than I thought I would have narrowing down some games that I thought were okay. Uh, um, again, we touched on a lot of the ones we liked already that were like clones of arcade mm-hmm. games. But that's something else I tried to avoid because clones are sort of easy. I mean, I love Deluxe Galaga, and it's really not that much like Galaga. I mean, he calls it Deluxe Galaga, but it could have been called like you know, Warblade or whatever. And then you'd been like, okay, yeah. Uh, but still... Galaga was there. It doesn't take, you know, it's like remaking a TV show. Well, you've got the whole show to base it on, so it's not that tough. Mm-hmm. So, I, but I mean, well, but one of your games is exactly what you said you tried to avoid. Which one? Well, we'll find out. Your first game, Aaron, is Og. Og. Og's a fun game. Og is a clone of Trog. No, Og and Trog are the same exact game. So that. It, by but, the same exact guy. So, but Trog is like a commercially released title. No. Not this Trog. Trog. Okay, so there are multiple Trogs? There are multiple okay. Trogs. Um, so, believe it or not, I was able to research this a little <laughs> bit. So, let's talk about Og or Trog. Um, uh, this was released in 95, and it, it was on one disc. I know, stunning. It was published, <laughs> I guess, by a play, an outfit called Fifth Dimension, but it was developed by an outfit called Confused Pelican, which mm. is a great game. It is a great name. It was actually, Pe- Confused Pelican is one guy, and his name is David Parsons. Uh, he David Parsons actually released and still works in the, in the business. Was he in the Alan Parsons project? He was the, he, I think he, uh, uh, I think he drove the Alan Parsons project with some sort of time machine. Um, so he was real, and maybe people that, since this is more of a uh, British uh, stuff. Maybe someone had heard of these titles. He did a game called Morton Strikes Back. Morton Strikes Back is the one I originally was going to play, but it was a, it was released. It, he actually it was for money. Oh, okay. So I didn't get to play it. He also did a game called Eric. Simple and effective, just Eric. And he did a game on the or, or some games in the BBC Micro uh, slash Electron. It's called Hobgoblin One and Hobgoblin Two. I don't know if that means anything to anybody. Um, he did two versions of uh, of this game. He did an he did an, uh, uh, an AGA enhanced version and a regular version. The one I looked at was the enhanced version. Um, he he's still around. He's been around for about thirty years, um, and he's worked on a lot of current games. Actually, uh, he had a list of stuff that he worked on that he didn't do. Like these games, he did himself. But ones he worked on were uh, Waterworld. Hey. For the PC. Oh. Can you imagine picking that up for your kid for Christmas Day? Here's your water The world, only son. thing that would be worse is the Virtual Boy uh, version of Waterworld. Have you played world. that? No, but I've read about it. Holy smokes. <laughs> uh, he did Dune 2000. I mean, again, he when I say he did, he was involved with. Uh, Dune 2000, uh, European Super League on the DC, the Dreamcast, Legion. Tell me if you've heard of any of these. Mm-mm. Chariots of War, Viet Cong, Purple Haze. That's, what, that's the title. Boy, I, I like wonder that. if these were all, uh, you know, European releases well, only. Well, no, I mean, he's, there's some. You'll recognize some of this stuff. Okay. Gravity Crash on the PS3, Stealth Incorporated on the up to the PS4, PS Vita, Stealth Incorporated Two. These are all current series. Yeah, these these have got to be like PS uh, Minis. Pumped or like BMX that. Plus. These are still out. These are after like Wii U, PS4, mm-hmm. Manual Samuel, which is a great name. So I think a lot of these programmers from the '80s. 
you know, <laughs> are now honing their chops doing what are essentially mobile games for consoles and selling them in the console well, I mean, store. I, I, since this guy's these are not AAA releases. Well, I mean, this guy's working with an outfit, so I don't know. So I don't. I think they. I mean, these are probably release games. Oh yeah, they definitely them. are. You know, like on PSN. You now know, you get this. There. He's got a game called Iron Cryptical. That's a recent one, and he's just released a game called Iron Fistical. <laughs> now that's a hell of a name. It is Iron Fistical. Um, this game was known as Trog and also known as Og. He does not elaborate as to why he changed the name. He doesn't even... I, well, actually, it's probably because Trog was already a caveman video game. Uh, it was the second game he wrote uh, for the Amiga. It was uh, it was a sideways-scrolling game in the in the style of Wonder Boy. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He And this is his words, not mine. It used pixel-perfect collision detection routines and ran in 32-color mode. Uh, he At the time he wrote this... He said it was an AGA version, which had, was, had, been, had disappeared. But then he had appended it and uploaded the AGA version, so I guess he found it. He said the game has horrible music, and he said that's the downside when you do everything yourself. Mm. It does have grating, irritating music, I will say. I mean, it starts off good, and we it can, makes you want to die. We can play just a couple seconds. Play it. <laughs> we can't. What do you think so far? Pretty good, eh? <laughs> um... This game is also uh, freely available to download off of his site, which is still up and active. Did it's, he did he give a reason why he wrote this why he wrote this free game? He did not. He did not give any. This I'm reading everything I found about this game. Uh, so what is Og slash Trog? Well, you're you know we've covered in our continuing effort to cover all caveman related <laughs> games. How have we not done Chuck Rock yet? We're going to get Chuck. In I know. Life. Uh, but that uh, you're a caveman. I mean, I don't know what kind of backstory this has got. You're a caveman you're in a caveman land, and you're running around. It does have the reason I picked this particular game that struck me is because it looked good. It looked playable, which it is. Mm-hmm. It looked um, colorful. It looked uh, professional, and um, it looked fun. And it, re- it and it had a lot of different play styles in it. It was sort of like a little bit of. Uh, uh, a little bit of your Mario, a little bit of your Sonic. It had it had some elements of like uh, that reminded me of sort of uh, uh, of uh, uh, looks a lot like BC Kid to me. It well, it's not that it's not on that level, but I mean, it's got like those. Was well, it on the level like of those, Mario and Sonic? Those logs. I'm saying it reminded me of. I didn't say it was as good. The, the, like the like for example here, you, you where you could where you could ride a dinosaur, mm-hmm. you get your sort of a Yoshi, sort of Yoshi thing, off. yeah. When you start this game, you have no weapon. You know, it, it kind of reminds me more of anything else of Adventure Island. Yeah, it, well, uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, it's fun. It's not. It's about you can beat the whole game in about ten minutes. Okay, you know, so if uh, you're good at it. So I'm not good at it and can't do that. Uh, you pick up you pick up items, but you, it's not done to excess. You can pick up an axe and 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 you have a weapon that you can throw, which makes the game a lot easier. Now, the, the downside of this game is it's real tough. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was anyway. And uh, you uh, you have a checkpoint that you have to get to. And if you don't get to the checkpoint, then you have to start the whole level over, which is brutal. Oh, wow. Um, but I will say it's a solid game. I mean, this is... There are plenty of games that we've looked at that weren't this good, mm-hmm. in my opinion. That were commercially released. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, this had potential. I think this guy had a lot of potential, actually. I looked at his other game, Morton Strikes Back, uh, and it was uh, also looked not. It wasn't as attractive as this because he wrote it. Uh, the, what he wrote on this, on what he wrote on this site, is he he wanted to have like really smooth parallax scrolling, so he did it in a real low color 
mode, and it was it's weird looking. Mm. But I mean, it's it's still good. It's let's let's say it's stylized. Right. This is a pretty straightforward effort, though. The rock, the moving around the rocks reminds me sort of a uh, uh, like Jungle Hunt. Remember the scenes in that where you have to kind of go under the mm-hmm. rock sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this game is sort of unforgiving. But it's still it's fun. It's got all the elements that you would look for in a game like this. It's got a kind of a boss fight. Uh, it's it not like a ton of personality, but hey, I still like it more than the uh, time traveling caveman. Oh, that, yeah, this guy, this guy makes uh, yeah, he's he's got more personality than uh, Sid Vicious or whatever. Kid that, Vicious. That, that guy, yeah, that guy was lame. Yeah, this guy looks like uh, um, you could get into him a little bit. He's, but I mean, he's not. He's got a little Groucho marks in. Yeah, him. I will say in Morton Strikes Back, one thing I liked in that one is when you get near the edge, it does the bit where it goes like whoa, mm-hmm, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. But in this, I really don't get that sort of thing. So, Roy, I recommend this and Morton Strikes Back. They're both pretty fun. I don't think he made a, a ton of money. Do you off, think that he the, learned, you know, this was sort of like a proof of concept? Can I, can I I wonder if that's a picture of him. Might be. <laughs> I love it. Do you think that he he took what he learned from doing this and put it into Morton Strikes Back? I mean, are they similar games in that uh, respect? This one's a lot prettier. But I, I'd say this, Morton Strikes Back reminds me a little more of, like I say, a super frog. And this mm-hmm. reminds me more, like you said, of like an adventure island. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, he obviously, clearly, he was a good hand, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, again, he's working in the business right now, so that tells you something right there. But I mean, this is sort of a uh, uh, this. Uh, it's it's bigger than a demo. It's smaller than what I would consider like a full size game. Right. But I mean, it's probably like a budget title, I mean, which obviously wasn't released for any money. So it's it's no it's it's a no budget title. But it's worth looking at. It's fun. I don't know how much uh, love it's gotten. I don't you know. I, I can't. And this is one of the funny things about this episode. It's like we really didn't have any boundaries except there has to be public domain. And so I don't know if we picked things that were actually very popular or not. They could be extremely popular. Everyone could be playing R. I don't mm-hmm. know. So, yeah. But I enjoyed it. So I, that's the one I stuck up for this for my first game. Cool. Well, and we should mention we haven't looked at each other's games. And so if you watch, this is one of Amigos plays. That's probably going to be interesting because we're going to get to play each other's games. Yeah. And see if they're pretty good. Yeah. Um, my game, I kind of went the opposite. You know, you didn't go for clones. I went for a clone. Uh, this is MF Tanks. Uh, I've it, heard of this. It, this is Wait, a, didn't, was this requested on the Amigathon? I don't know. I think it was, wasn't it? I don't know. Um, but I I like Battlezone a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. And I was shocked at how good this was. Um, I was also good. shocked that there was no footage of this on YouTube. Or there might have been like a one-minute clip. So I actually recorded some footage and put it up on our YouTube channel of, with no commentary, just me playing the game, just to have that archived. Um, this game is uh, done by Magnetic Fields, who are most well. I mean, they've done a ton of games, but the Lotus series. Uh, they what was the other Magnetic Fields game that we did just a couple weeks ago? We just ago? did one. What was oh, it was that? Kid Vicious. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. So stay away from that one. Um, but this was Sean Southern, who we just saw on the uh, video that we just watched from Lotus 2. Um, and he programmed this, but for whatever reason, this was released in the public domain. It was never sold. Um, the, maybe it was because it was too much like Battlezone. Uh, they might have run into some copyright problems. This plays very well. Uh, this is a mouse control game. You uh, you move your mouse forward to start yourself moving forward, and it's very inertia based. So you know you you push your mouse forward a lot, and you start flying. And that's really my main. I don't know if it's a complaint, but it just changes the way the game works because in Battlezone, the tanks move like tanks. 
uh, in this game, the tanks move like rockets. You can really fly around your environment, and the tanks are flying around too. You know, the enemy tanks. Are they? That's all yeah, I was going to wonder. They're really moving quickly. You notice that the, that tank was rolling at you. Mm -hmm. As I recall in Battlezone, you never saw a front-on shot of the tank. Really? It was the side. Oh. I, I mean, I don't remember ever seeing a front-on shot of the so tank. So this might have improved upon you know the Battlezone tech a little bit, which makes sense considering it's a well, good I'm, many I'm years. I'm no Battlezone expert, but I, I'm pretty sure that there was no animation for a tank coming, coming at towards you. you. Huh, and so that's what I saw. That I'm like, that's unusual. Now, um, now look at yeah, that's clearly because that's moving in real time. Right. For people that are listening on the radio, uh, we're watching footage, footage, footage of this as the tanks go by. You can actually, as you turn, they. They actually yeah. dimensionally shift so in the proper way. So it is way. very graphically impressive. It, it looks great. Yeah, yeah. If, How could you, you found a good one? Yeah. Both. If I had one complaint about this, is that it does there. This is the game. You know, it's almost like a tech demo, and that you've got you know three bombs and you've got three uh, you know three lives, and you play until you die. I see one glaring uh, misstep. In There's this. no volcano. That's <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. Boat. Oh, I'm so predictable. <laughs> Dead gummit. What but is that? What is that? Is that a tree? I think that that's okay. a tree. Um, so this, I highly recommend you 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 seek out MF tanks. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a great game. And uh, we'll enjoy playing it here on the live stream before it too looks, long. It looks, it looks, I mean, it's very victory. Mm -hmm. You know, I love that. Yeah. And uh, uh, it looks, it does look impressive. Yeah. Uh, uh, this was actually. The color choices are interesting as well. This was actually released on the cover disc of the January 1995 issue of The One. Mm -hmm. So this was a cover disc game. Um, so yeah, that was my first game and now we move on to Aaron's second game super obliteration now this one uh, again this is one I was trying like gangbusters to find something that looked interesting and the name <coughs> the name of this I was like man you've got obliteration that's pretty good I right? always want to call it super obliterator but it's not yeah, it's but I mean if you've got it, you've got some big time obliteration when it's super yeah yeah and so lo and behold here it is so uh, this one came out in 93. Now, this, it's funny, Bo just mentioned this, but much like his, this was on a cover disc. Uh, it was in the Amiga Power, number 38, June 1994. This is when it was on that cover disc. So I don't know if this was floating around before this, because it says here it was released in 93. It's public domain slash freeware. Uh, designed by a guy named David Morley. Um, the uh, uh, Morley... I'm not sure what there. I think this is pretty much what he did. There was there was a couple guys on his team. There were this was more than one guy that worked on this one. Uh, the uh, music for this, for example, was done by Bjorn Lynn. If that name rings a bell, and I'm hoping I'm not butchering this poor guy's name, <laughs> um, he did the music for uh, Alien Breed 3D, uh, Brat Project X. How about Worms? So the music's pretty good. Quack which we covered recently, and uh, uh, Fantastic Voyage. Uh, the uh, uh, There's a little bit of the music for you all listening at home. David Morley did a game, also did a game called Atom Smasher, which is that's an awesome name for a game. Uh, I, again, I haven't played that one. I think that one was also a public domain game. So, um, again, this was on a cover disc. I figured that, was, I figured that counted. So, um, this game is a... Uh, Sort of a combination game. Picture the 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 guy from Turrican, mm -hmm. right, with his control path, 
and they combined that with like a lot of people compared it to Pang. Have you ever played Pang? Oh yeah, that's what I thought of. Well, this reminds what it reminded me of is like if you were playing uh, Astro Smash on the Intellivision uh, with the Turrican guy. <laughs> of course, the name spiced it up. With some is they are in in Astro Smash? Do the rocks have the same physics? I mean, are they no? Balanced? But okay. they but they're that's astro- the that's well, the they're asteroids, thing. and they also split as they come down. Right. So I mean, granted, these bounce around; those don't. But mm-hmm. I was a big fan of uh, Astro Smash. Mm-hmm. I've never played Pang. I've, I know you've of never it. played Pang. I've never played. It's Pang. one of the greatest arcade games of all time. Well, I mean, hey, what can I tell you? I'm just surprised because you're. Well, I want to, but I kind of like this. Now, let me start off by saying this is much like Turrican, right? Which duh. Um, this is not the easiest game to pick up and be good at. Yeah. Uh, they, I will say to their credit. Um, the people that made the game said, okay, we're going to give these people every possible opportunity to enjoy this. And you've got you've got two-button support, you've got different ways to play with one button, and you've got two joystick support. So you can actually use two sticks on this, and I, and I, which I didn't try, but I'm guessing one will control your guy and one will control the gun, which that's probably the way to go. Mm-hmm. The best way to play this would probably be with a spinner. Now, that would be sweet. You yeah. Know what? Uh, uh, to have like you know what you know what would be awesome would be with a Tron. I was gonna say with the Tron set up, stick, with yeah. the trigger on the joystick and the spinner, you'd be laughing. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, but uh, um, that much said, this game is uh, it's fairly straightforward, but it's not. Basically, uh, asteroids are falling from the top of the screen. They're not falling. They're sort of ba- say four or five will appear. And they bounce around the screen, and you're you're the Turrican guy. You're at the bottom of the screen with your Turrican <laughs> gun. And you're uh, you can move the gun independently of where your of the guy way your guy's facing and the way your guy's moving. So you've got independent gun action, and all you have to do is shoot all the rocks. Simple, simple game. Now the difference is you're going to be um, uh, the the rocks bounce around, and plus you're going to be collecting items that the rocks drop. Uh, you're going to collect uh, diamonds and some other little power ups and whatnot. They spice up the gameplay in several different ways. Uh, uh, you'll have uh, like various things will come out of the asteroids that can hurt you. They have these little like pods that will come around. I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't get far enough into this game to see everything that it had. I know it's got 30 levels, uh, and I know it was quite popular uh, amongst the uh, you know a bunch amongst the uh, uh, cover disc games or the or the PD games. This one, if you'll recall. I can't remember exactly when we covered it, but it was it was several months ago when they released a Turrican, one of those Turrican um, all-in-one CDs for the CD32. This mm-hmm. this was on there. Oh, uh, well, in, it makes sense. In the Turrican, the Turrican anthology. Guy. Oh, really? The, I guess, I mean, let's face facts. It's not really a Turrican game, but, it, it, but it's got the Turrican game. You guy. know, it's, it's, it's so well done. I wonder why they didn't just design their own sprite. And so if they wanted to release this, they wouldn't have to worry. They may have been, I don't know. I don't know. And all the things I looked, I, like for the like for uh, Og, I, I found some good background on this. I really could not find, I couldn't find anything on the fella that did it. I couldn't find anything on the uh, the reception. I couldn't find, I, I mean, I read the article, I read the magazine where they released the game to see if they I could glean anything. They didn't, they just said, here it is, here's how it works. They didn't really go into like any backstory or anything mm-hmm. in terms of like what why it exists or who made it you know for why they did it uh but i mean it's a it's a very polished game 
Again, this is a game that could easily have been a released game. This one could have easily been a released game. Like I said, there's 30 levels of it. Um, the uh, they're also this is how popular it is. I mean, this this will tell you something. Somebody did a a, a port of this to the PC, <clears throat> and what they did was they took. Uh, it's, it, it's I mean, allegedly it's got one thing going for it that this doesn't, and that is the uh, sprite the sprite they used for Turrican, the guy is actually lifted from a better version of him from the Super NES version. So mm, the PC version has a, a better-looking Turrican guy in it. Does the Turrican guy have a name? I, I can't remember. We did Turrican yeah, so far back, yeah. I can't remember. Um, the uh, the game, the, I, I don't know if Super Turrican on the PC was ever, uh, or Super uh, Obliterator, I should say, was ever uh, fully finished for the PC. I couldn't find any. I've read. I read about people talking about the beta, but I didn't see the beta, and I don't know if the uh, if it was ever done. So, but like I said, there, there are thirty levels. Uh, there, I found out after the fact that there are also some cheats that that can help you, which we may use those later. Because as I watch these levels come by that I haven't seen, <laughs> they're pretty insane. I'm like, we'll never get anywhere yeah. on these. And the and the gravity action is an added bonus, which I never got far enough to see that kind of that kind of crazy stuff. Uh, but overall, it was, I thought it was a fun game. I was—I mean, when I loaded this up, I knew right away, I was like, this is a winner. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could just tell. Yeah. And I will say there were, and I'm sure you had this too, I played a lot of games that were not winners. Right. They were losers. Yeah. <laughs> just so, with these two games, I can safely say these are the two best public domain games that I've ever seen <laughs> that aren't the ones we've already covered. Well, so that, that's super obliteration. You know, speaking of your, your criteria of trying to find games that were, were halfway decent, I chose not to use that criteria for my next game. And instead, I just wanted to find the wackiest, craziest game that I could find. <laughs> okay, I have no idea what he's picked. And that game is Super Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> so, Super Bob oh. Dylan. Yeah, Super Bob Dylan is a side-scrolling platformer game that uses very poor renditions of Bob Dylan's music, which I'll play a little bit of it for our folks at home as they listen um, while you play. Uh, There are power-ups that uh, when you pick up a guitar, it turns you into a substance-smoking, electrified Bob Dylan. You know, sometimes these people may have played Super Mario. Yeah, yeah. There are are quite a few (laughs) Mario-esque uh, trappings in this game, including um, shell-based enemies that you can kick around. Not too many tanks in Super Mario Brothers, but those are here. Uh, of course, this is probably has to do with uh, maybe Dylan's anti-war songs. I don't know. Um, but one thing that's there are a couple things that I like. One, the levels, the level design is actually pretty good. Um, yeah, they ripped it off. No, no. I mean, th- this is not a clone of Super <laughs> Mario Brothers. These, oh, okay. these, these levels are not the same. Um, there are no, like, the jumps and things are actually laid out pretty well. Um, the uh, I, I think that the power-up thing is, is kind of, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the, thing that, <laughs> the thing that I don't like about this game well, there, is there are lips on the pipes. So, like, if you're standing next to a pipe and you try and jump, you'll hit that lip and you won't be able to jump on top of it. Another thing, of course, that I hate is up for jump, but there's nothing you can do about that. I um, I remapped my controls and had a lot better time. You can pick up different orchestral instruments. Um, like uh, there's a uh, there's, there's actually a thing that looks like a uh, like a, a 6502 uh, computer chip 
uh, or you can pick up a keyboard and that allows you to shoot a projectile, a music, uh, a music note. Um, you know, these, I played this game probably more than I should have uh, for, for, for what it is. You know, it's definitely not a beautiful game by any stretch of the imagination. But there are, you know, a, a variety of different enemies. Uh, this is sort of like what I what I picture, you know, platforming games on the PC, like shareware platform games. A lot of a lot of crap like this, basically. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I I thought it was neat, uh, just because it's a game about Bob Dylan, and that's that's weird. It's not something that you normally see, and it's not it's not terrible. Super Bob Dylan. I'm looking at this, and it, it's a it's a semi. It's a it's a very very close to Mario. I mean, it's Mario. They just I mean, it's it is Mario. It's if you're a Super Bob Dylan, and it's crummier, much crummier <laughs> than Mario. Um, that much said, as far as Mario clones go, it's not the worst I've seen. That's for sure. It's it looks real stupid. I will say that <laughs> uh, the graphics are. I mean, are those records that he's picking yeah, up there? Yeah. So and then you've got the tank that's is smaller than him. <laughs> and he's also jumping on a Do piranha. You see, yeah. So this is me actually playing this again, and they I didn't got have this one either. Yeah, they didn't have this one either. They, there was a little <laughs> two minute clip that was not. It was not great. So. This is this is the only long play footage of Super Bob. Look, we're Dylan adding on the to the community this week. That's You've right. added two crazy <laughs> games. Um, it looks the backgrounds. I mean, there's a, the thing is the backgrounds are sort of that's parallaxing, sort of, isn't it? I mean, I don't think so. I think that the the background is 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 just it's a tiled background that repeats. There's nothing. I, I like the fact that when you get to the flag, it only goes halfway up. <laughs> wow. Well. Uh, now are these? I'm looking at these n names. The levels have names. Yeah, so the the levels are all named for Bob Dylan songs. I can read and, that. Um, too quick. There. Th oh, look at this. This is in yeah. A city. There's a city level. So I mean, like I said, there's some variation here. And how 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 long does? Do you know how many levels there are? Or anything? I I I think that there are six. I think I remember reading that somewhere. There was a very small review of this somewhere I saw really? online. Yeah. None of mine had reviews. Um. Well, it wasn't a, a magazine review. It was some <laughs> guy talking. I think What's it was actually. Was the guy, Amiga? No, it was a guy. The guy that uploaded the small clip on YouTube, I think. I see. Um, but you know, again, there are things that I can commend about this game. Like one, the length of the levels—you can actually complete the first level. You know, um, the—I think that you know the 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 everything is definitely hand drawn. Um, but I had I had fun playing it. I didn't Part feel of me frustrated. Wants to play this. Well, I, I, don't, I hope so because you I are going I mean, to play it, that it very looks, soon. It is. It's not attractive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, oh, he look—he almost got it all the way up. And it's obviously—it's a—it's uh, a—I guess let's homage to Mario. But yeah, now there is a um, when you go into the sewer levels, there is a, I, I, it may be a Bob Dylan song, but it sounds like a very slow, depressing rendition of the theme to Gilligan's Island. So uh, we'll get to experience that in a little bit oh, boy. too. Um, but every game's got a B, by the way. Uh, then here's another one. I also like the fact that you can just jump on the fish. Yeah. Well, you can do that in Super Mario 2 also. On the way up and down? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, but, uh, Those look bitey, though. Yeah, the bitey fish probably can't. But uh, in, in Mario, that's how you that's how you progress in some of the levels in Man, Mario 2. Now you're the, the wheels are falling off on this one. Yeah. I, the game gets harder real quick around level 1. How did it control? Well, aside from having up to jump, it's fine. It uh -huh. really It's really tight. Um, so whoever did this, this is an outfit called Chasm. 
which uh, I I at the end <laughs> they were deposited yeah. after the game was released. At the end of this, uh, at the end of the run, I let the credits run, and uh, there's a whole bunch of messages that are not. It reads kind of like a crack screen. How you know they are the best, and everybody else is lame, and you know your normal shtick. Um, but <laughs> it, it, I I think for being a small group effort, this is this is this is not a bad thing. I have to say, given the name and the fact that it looks so sort of crummy, it it does look like there's a game there. Yeah, it is old, old like PC looking in a way. Mm -hmm. The way it's, I mean, it looks like somebody did the backgrounds with paint. Yeah, yeah. For example, and I'm guessing that maybe after you complete a certain amount of time, I think there is a boss level. Um, and uh, you actually get a different album cover for like the, the different levels uh, or different worlds. So I bet even back in those days, like, even on the Amiga, having a digitized Bob Dylan cover, it's like, oh, look at that. Yeah, and yeah. I'm assuming there's some digitized volume yeah. sound in there. Oh no. Yeah. So I, I did reach the end of the game, and also Amiga Forever threw up that red bar for some reason that that continues. Um, but you can see uh, that it's got that sort of uh, font that was prevalent uh, on Amiga demos and things, that sort of handwritten um, thing. And uh, But you can check out the full play. We just watched the full playthrough right here. But, that is, that uh, is <laughs> wacky. That's a wacky-looking game, folks. Yeah. All right. Well, that is going to do it for our games. Um, I want to thank Jonas Rulo for hanging out in the chat with us. Uh, on YouTube live. You can always watch us whenever we do record. We always try and stream it out. We're recording at a strange time this week because hopefully tomorrow we'll be doing a special live presentation of Aaron's unboxing of his goodies. Um, and so look forward to that. Uh, of course, you won't even see this until after that. So um, Probably, I don't know if we'll be live tomorrow. It depends on how it goes. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But anyway. Jonas doesn't sleep, does he? he just... Well, he's in Hawaii, so it's still oh, like four man, in the afternoon right. here. I keep forgetting that. Oh, what a yeah. lucky. Man. So, um, I'll have to get out there sometime. But he wishes you a happy birthday. Thank you. And he says it's definitely Astro Smash-like. See? So he, he agrees. By the way, of he the agrees. four games, did you, have, did you think one was a clear winner? Uh, probably on the whole, just from a performance standpoint, I think probably MF Tanks is probably the best looking game. I have to play that. Like, but I'm looking forward to playing your super obliteration. I'm looking forward to doing two joysticks and me moving while you shoot or vice Ooh. versa. Now, that would be fun. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need we need it takes two of us to equal one normal player. It takes we'll two, okay. baby. It takes two. Um, so I also want to thank all of our fine Patreon supporters. If you'd like to support Amigos, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Amigos Podcast. And we have one new one this week, Christopher Hassall. So yes. we'd like to thank, thank you, Chris. Welcome, Chris. And uh, in addition, we'd like to thank the following people, including some people that I inadvertently had left off the list. Um, and oh. so, yeah, and there were some people that have not been contributors for a very long time that have have been on the list. So oh, I did updated. a I did a major update of the list this week. So I'm going to read them, and uh, nice and slow, well, we'll not too slow. Let's we'll see I'll, who fell off and who came on. That's right, Christopher Hassall, Ravi Abbott, Chris Folds, putting him up towards the front. Dream Ketcha, <laughs> Laurent Giroux, Graham Vebke, Brent Dowdy. Lane Denson, Adam Battersby, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Gary Hucker, C. Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan Stiles, Alan Kebab, Anthony Jarvis, Tapes from the Crypt, Tapes from the Crypt, Josh Nan, Will Williams, Adam Bradley, Neil Mansell, Jonas Rulo, uh, THT, Eric Nelson, 
Kim Tommy Humberstadt, Daniel Bingston, Brutal Barracuda, Darren Coles, Jason Warns, Pixels at Dawn, and Kjolbjorn Barman. It does seem like a, a different list. Yeah. So there was a lot of different. There was a lot of shake up there. There was there was a little bit, but mostly you're, you're hearing them in a different yeah, order. Yeah, because I've gotten used to the yeah. way you did it. Oh yeah, I think I can still like Will Williams, Gary Hucker. I mean, like I still remember yeah. the old order. That's crazy. But uh, but it's it's time for the new order, the new world the new, order. It's, it's <laughs> taking over. <laughs> <laughs> so Aaron, next week we're gonna pick a game. We're gonna play a game that I have chosen. Ooh. Okay. Okay. This is a game I think you're really going to enjoy. It is a uh, platform puzzle game called Fury of the Furries. Oh, you mentioned this to me a couple weeks ago. So, yes, I, I do want to give this a shot. Yeah, so we'll do that. And uh, we'll be back next week with a whole new show. Don't forget to uh, check out our YouTube channel. Subscribe if you haven't already. We've got new content going up literally every day. Yes, Amiga Thought <laughs> has taken care of us for many a moon. Yeah, and... Um, I think that there's going to be more to come. I know I've got, I started doing a, uh, I'm going to start doing some more C64 stuff on the YouTube channel um, now that I have the C64 Forever package. It's funny you should mention that because I'm, I've been, I was thinking about buying that because I've, now I've firmly settled in, I know this seems like a pitch every week, but I've firmly settled into the Amiga Forever. That's my go-to thing until I get this new Amiga that is. But uh, uh, if the C64 version is exactly the same, you can melt them right in there, that's a winner. Yeah. Because C64 is also a pain in the butt. I yeah. just hit a click the button. So my first uh, C64 video that's going to go up, I think, on Tuesday is I take a look at the C64 version of Lotus. So it's very interesting. Lotus? You're yeah. kidding me. Yeah. How, you mean like the driving game? Like Lotus? the driving game, like Lotus Esprit Challenge Turbo. Does it have multiplayer? No. Okay. Yes. Yes, it does. Really? Yes. So look for that on the site. Beauty, I can't wait. (laughs) We will see you next week, guys. Adios. Adios.